Well, here we are again, not at the kitchen table. No, as a matter of fact, I'm at a little tiny workspace in a hotel room, a patient hotel room, across the road from a rather large, actually very large hospital, where I'll be going in for surgery on Monday. And ah, it's good to be able to meet you here, even if we're not at the kitchen table, wherever you are and whatever you're doing. I want to thank you for taking these few minutes to be with me here. This is Arctic Eric, and I'm looking forward to sharing with you some things on my heart right after this. God is good. <laughs> God is good. And all the time. God is good. And all the time. Do you believe it tonight? <laughs> God is good. All the time He put a song of praise In this heart of mine God is good Yes, He is All the time Through the darkest night His light will shine God is good God is good all the time. Well, as you can hear, I'm not only in a hotel room, but I don't have my microphone that I have when we meet at the kitchen table. But nonetheless, I hope that this will work. Again, I want to thank you for joining me here. This is Arctic Eric, and you have found Fika with Arctic Eric. Fika, that freedom we have in Christ Jesus always. The freedom to know Him more deeply, more intimately, through the indwelling person of the Holy Spirit. The freedom we have to hear His voice, to follow Him, and to experience Him, not only in the transformation of our own life, by Him changing our very nature at the new birth, and as we're or allowing Him to transform our thoughts by the Word of God, changing our very character. Yes, to bear His fruit in our lives. That's the freedom that we have. It comes to us through that abounding, amazing grace, and grace for the believer is God's power, God's strength, and God's ability to do and to work and to complete everything He begins. And he has begun a good work in you. Yes, that day you capitulated, that day you threw up your hands in surrender, that day you turned back to God and acknowledged your need and said yes to Jesus. The incorruptible seed of the word of God entered you and caused a new birth. You'll never, ever, ever be the same. Not in that element of your life. But many things remain the same for many because they don't allow the Word of God to wash them and cleanse their minds and renew and restore their thinking so that they're not captivated and captured and held in captivity by their own thoughts, but that God's very thoughts become our thoughts. And that the Holy Spirit wants to take those thoughts according to the Word of God as we've been washed in our thinking and cause them to become real in our lives. You know, the Bible is not a to-do book and it's not an owner's manual, meaning that we own the responsibility. No, 
It's a book about what Christ has done, what he will do, and what he wants to do today because he owns us. We're his very temple. We're his blood-purchased possession. And sure, he bought a challenge when he bought me. I like to say he bought a problem when he bought me. But it doesn't hinder God one bit. He's pleased to dwell in those who say yes to him. And he's excited about, he desires to be a big and mighty God in us as well as through us. Now, in my conviction, in my heart, in my 40 plus years of following the Lamb, knowing him first objectively through Scripture, what is clearly written, and then with an expectation upon God to cause what is written to become a subjective reality in my life. And through that process, I, like in the song here, have discovered that God is good all the time, and that all the time God is good. Now, good, from God's perspective, isn't good the way we might measure good, but that's not what I have on my heart right now. What I have on my heart right now is a question that has come to me multiple times, particularly since the events of 9-11 20 years ago, and that is, is this, whatever it is that might be happening, is this God's judgment? Well, I want to give you just a little preface here. I realize that there's a lot of thought about this, so I'll share mine, and you go to Scripture, and you be a good Berean, and you discover whether or not God in this time of grace, is a good God all the time and all the time a good God. That's for you to decide. Paul was convinced about things, and I want you to be convinced about things, not from my words, but from Scripture. As the Holy Spirit himself, the very author, enlightens Scripture to you to reveal Christ, his fullness, in his goodness, in his wisdom. Yeah, this is going to go over time today, but that's all right. You can uh, drink another cup of coffee with me, or you can just take a pause. But nonetheless, I'd, I'd like to continue. I hope the sound's okay. Uh, yeah, we'll just keep on keeping on, as we say. Is it God's judgment? My, my standard first answer, and those of you who know me a bit better know that I do tend to oversimplify, but really I just want to keep it simple. And that is, when God's judgment comes upon this earth, when God judges, you won't wonder, you won't doubt, you won't question if what's happening is, in fact, God's judgment. So just the fact that we wonder about it and philosophize about it and give opinions about it and try to paint God to be someone that he isn't today. I know God never changes, but we're living in a new covenant. We're living in the covenant of grace. And in this particular covenant, where you and I are living now by amazing grace, in the race by grace, and sustained by grace, and remaining in the race by grace, then we're living in an era, in a time, in a period, when it's as simple as, and as important as, Planting and reaping. Planting and reaping. Listen, since Adam and Eve, we've been planting and we've been reaping. We, of course, all have reaped from that which Adam and Eve did. We were all born in sin without hope in darkness until the good news of the gospel crashed into that darkness, caused us to become alive to the reality of God that we had not known before, 
and recapitulated, and we receive Jesus Christ as Lord. And at that point, we're moving into this grace period, this new life, this new birth, and God is wanting us to understand today that you will reap what you sow. Don't look at it as judgment. Understand that we own a part in that which occurs to us. If we're planting bad seed, if we're eating bad food, meaning our eye gate and our ear gate are being flooded with junk, well, then of course we're going to reap junk in our life. It's not God judging you because you eat the junk. It's the result of what is born from the junk you're eating. There are viruses. There are wars. There is much happening because man is fallen in need of a redeemer. But the only hope we have is that redeemer. Let's not shake our fist at him, especially if we're Christians and get arrogant and think, well, it's God's judgment coming. Listen, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. When we were in utter darkness at the right time, God sent Christ to die for us. Yes, judgment is coming for you and for me and for everyone. But that is not yet today. Again, I want you to search the scripture. You're reaping what you've sown. If your focus is not on the one who does everything well, who works his work, and you're focusing on your works, then you're going to reap struggles and difficulties. But when our eyes, by grace, are focused upon the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who did the will of the Father completely, and the Father's will is good, perfect, and acceptable. Listen, if you wonder what is God like in the time that we're living, open your Bible. Go to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus did good things. Yes, he was hard against sin. He was hard against religion. He was hard against lies. Absolutely. And he is today. But he works today through his spirit in us to guide us and lead us and strengthen us in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. When God judges, the world will know. I give this example. When when downtown in your city opens up and 3,000 people all fall in the hole at the same time, I doubt anyone's going to doubt that a time of judgment has arrived. I hope you understand what I'm saying. I want you to be encouraged today that God is, in my opinion, and in my experience based on Scripture and the subjective reality of walking with him more than 40 years, he is a good God today, yesterday, and tomorrow. And he'll be that for you, but you have to decide, what is God for you? Is God a big old judge in heaven with a hammer getting ready to smash you if you don't do everything just right and think just right and talk just right and hold your mouth just right? Well, then you need to get a new God because that's not the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and the Lord Jesus Christ. The God in heaven is compassionate. His name is Jesus, and he's at the right hand of the Father right now praying for you, not judging you. Not judging you, not judging the world, not right now, but he is allowing people, you and me, to reap 
what we sow. So let's ask him to help us to sow good seed. The Holy Spirit, that marvelous person of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of grace, the Spirit of Jesus Christ lives in you. And he wants to bear good fruit in your life. You say, what do I do? You say, yes, Lord, let your good, perfect, and acceptable will be done in my life. In the world, yes, there's labor and toil. We, we know that Adam and Eve brought that in. But in the kingdom of God, he's the king, he's the Lord, he's the doer, he's the worker, and we're his field, we're his vineyard. And more than that, we are his temple. Know you not? Have you forgotten you? If you're born again, a child of God, you are the very temple of God. And he dwells in you to do his good will and his good works in you and through you. It's another kingdom. It's not the kingdom of earth. It's the kingdom of heaven in you because the king is in you. I often think when we pray the Lord's Prayer and we say, let your will be done in earth, I often grab a little nip of my skin, knowing that you and I were created out of the earth, out of the dust like Adam and Eve. And I want his kingdom to come first in this earthen vessel. Take control, rule and reign today in me and through me and in the earth. We say in that prayer, give us today our daily bread. And Jesus says, I am the bread of life. I've come down from heaven to feed you and nourish you and strengthen you and rescue you and provide for you and protect you, not judge you. Well, at the kitchen table, I might get even more excited. But right now, as I said, I'm in a hotel room. So, oh my, the time is running. I just want to tell you, I'm excited that God is good and wants to reveal himself to you as the good God he is. You decide. You experience him. God bless you today. Thank you for these few minutes. Well, it's more than a few. It's almost 15 of them. But again, I thank you. And I look forward to the next time we meet, whether it be here or at the kitchen table. God is good. Good day. <laughs> God is good. All and all the time. God is good. And all the time. Do you believe it tonight? <laughs> God is good. All the time. He put a song of praise in this heart of mine. God is good. Yes, He is. All the time. Through the darkest night, His light will shine. God is good. Yes, he is. God is good. All the time.